Yeah, we do that every year. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, especially today, we're counting down the minutes until the biggest trailer day kicks off. Yes, that's right. Uh, it's also the Super Bowl today. It's the Super, <laughs> Super Bowl. That's, that's really what it is. Uh, DC is dating Batman and the Suicide Squad. Chris, would you date the Batman? Does he seem like he'd be a good date? Would he pay for dinner? We gotta we gotta talk about who it is afterwards. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, I date Bruce Wayne though. Maybe not <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Uh, Agents of Shield returns this summer. Ooh, okay. And more. <laughs> and more. That's the second time we've read the read the intro for the show. And honestly, it was a little bit better the second time. A little bit more energy there. Maybe we <laughs> should. Uh, maybe your computer should make random noises uh, more often. Yeah, it's like I said, it's the biggest commercial day ever, and they're feeding us commercials all the time. <laughs> uh, a lot of like my, the worst thing I hate, Mike, is when the Super Bowl commercials air a week early, and then they put them. During the thing, I want to be surprised. Yeah, like, this is a week where I go in like no commercials, nothing at all. So I'm yeah, very like excited. We saw these already, and so uh, to the preamble, just to say this, more than likely you're probably listening to this episode after the game has already aired. It very well be you might be Monday or Tuesday right now. So uh, just uh, stay tuned, stay stay uh, tight in your seats. We're going to be doing a part two later today. Where we're going to run down all of the trailers and commercials that were in the game. So right now, we're just going to do our normal news episode and talk about the craziness that happened in a normal news week for Superhero News, and then uh, we'll dive into all the superhero stuff uh, that showed up at the Super Bowl. So just humor us for the first like half of the show when we're talking about like our predictions for the Super Bowl, because you're already going to know if we're right or wrong, so that actually might be kind of fun. You're kind of going in with like the SAT answers to the test. You know? yeah, I, I cannot wait until someone tweets us about how wrong we are about all these trailers <laughs> that we didn't get. No, I'm kidding. No one does that. You guys are pretty you guys are pretty reasonable, so I appreciate yeah. that. Also, I got another PSA that you reminded me about before we started recording. Uh, if you don't have just like normal cable or over-the-air antennas to watch the game, uh, be careful what you're doing uh, streaming online. Chris, you said last year when you tried to stream it online, you were getting like these random sets of like commercials that wasn't what everybody else was seeing, so you were like missing out on like the social experiment that was Super Bowl commercials. So uh, yeah. I guess make sure you got a good source for the game. <laughs> yeah, rabbit ears are always very solid. You'll always get the commercials. Digital, they can they can put in whatever commercials they want on a feed, so that's mm-hmm. dangerous. Um, the last year was also NBC, so I'm going to set up a couple setups in my house today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, again, I only have my, my brother and sister-in-law showing up, so it's not like it's a huge event here, but I'm going to have a couple things set up so we can get it anywhere and everywhere just in case there's an issue. Because last year I missed the first trailer, and I was like devastated oh yeah i mean you gotta gotta be glued to your seat because that first commercial slot is that's some of the biggest bucks going into the nfl coffers there so there's always going to be something good in that first commercial break yeah we're gonna talk about what we we have some ideas for that is uh later but uh mike you're up early i appreciate it we're recording a little earlier much earlier than we normally would record actually Uh um but uh you looks like you've been busy this week doing (laughs) things and doing things here and i i Honestly, if I just saw these three things in a row, I'd be like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> so can you break me down what your list is here and what that means to you? Yeah, my, my, my three my three notes of awareness here. So uh, the wife and I caught Velvet Buzzsaw this weekend on Netflix, uh, which just dropped. It's uh, it's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and it from, it's from the same guy, I can't remember his name, that did uh, Nightcrawler, which was where Jake Gyllenhaal also started that film, and he was one of those... Uh, guys that show up at like car accidents and crime scenes and takes photos and video uh nightcrawler was awesome this totally like creepy vibe and jake gyllenhaal has an amazing performance and he also continues to have another amazing performance in velvet buzzsaw but the movie overall is just it's not very good chris and the trailers really kind of set you up for like a crazy just uh uh, imagination of how paintings could kill people because that's kind of the premise here like haunted paintings so you're like oh man this movie could have a lot of fun with this concept you know but all of like the kills in the movie are just so unimaginative like you would think if like you had like the the budget from Netflix 
and you had like this very broad concept, you would just go out of the box because literally anything can be in a painting and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just such a letdown. So, I mean, I guess, you know, if you're paying for Netflix, you can go watch it for free. The first half of the movie kind of has an interesting setup and then it just kind of, it kind of trails so, off from there. <laughs> so I, I saw mostly the, I saw the message from your wife first about how this was a movie that had a great start and a, lo- a sucky ending. Uh-huh. And then you posed this question to our group chat earlier this week as well. Is this the oh, movie yeah. that spawned that question? No, this, this, this was, this was totally unrelated. I was trying to make a really dumb comparison to the <laughs> decade, to the decade of the year 2010. And I was like, oh, the first half of 2010 is like this, and the second half of 2010 is like this, because the second half of 2010 is not going so well for like kind of the world in general. So I was like, oh, I bet a movie would be a good description for that. And then that's what led me down to my second rabbit hole, which was, surprise, surprise, I rewatched the 2008 Will Smith vehicle known as Hancock. And uh, you very well may have forgotten that Hancock existed. Cause I try to every day. This is why I drink. <laughs> well, because unfortunately, if you were a superhero film that came out in 2008, you had to contend with literally one of the best superhero films of all time, the first Iron Man movie, which kickstarted this gigantic and cinematic universe that pretty much spawned the show that you're listening to right and now. And The Dark Knight. Oh, was that 2008 as I'm well? I'm pretty sure The Dark Knight was 2008 as well, which... Ugh. Which would have eclipsed like the every everything else. And, yeah, that's rough. And so, I'm pr- and I'm pretty sure word of mouth was not friendly for this movie either. Yeah, so you can you can catch Hancock for free, unsurprisingly, on Crackle, uh, just with like maybe like six commercial interruptions. It's it's really not too bad. But you know, I had some retail space available in the lower corner of my monitor at the office this week, so I was like, you know, I'm gonna check out Hancock. It's been a while. I haven't seen it since 2008 when I watched it in the theaters. Um, you know, if you're not too familiar with the film out there, it, it went through kind of like development hell. I think the first script was penned like in the 90s. It went through a ton of different production companies. I think Vince Gilligan from Breaking Bad did a pass on the script actually too. So it's been through a ton of different hands. And I didn't realize a ton of different Hollywood A-list actors have been attached at one point in time to play Hancock, who is basically the only kind of superheroed person in the world, the way it's kind of pitched and he's super powered. No one else is like him, but he's just a dude that just doesn't take the responsibilities of being a superhero. He just kind of like every once in a while, he might save somebody. He doesn't really care about the collateral damage. He'll like derail an entire train just to like save like one person, uh, who's like stuck in front of the tracks. And you know, he, he swears all the time and he drinks and it, it and, So that's the character of Hancock, and this film was, like, notorious for being a movie that uh, halfway through the movie, like, jumps the shark, and then it just becomes awful. So I was just like, okay, that's how I remember it. Let's dive in. Let's watch it. So first surprising thing is this movie is only 90 minutes long. I had no idea this movie was, like, a tight 90. So I think that actually does really well in its favor. And uh, I thought the jumping the shark moment happens halfway through this movie, and it actually doesn't. It doesn't happen until two-thirds through the film. So actually, the first hour of Hancock is a very good movie, and I would argue against anybody that this first hour is very redeemable. And I think it's strong enough, actually, to outweigh the poor half hour of this film. So after I, I was, I, I disagree, but continue. <laughs> after I was, honestly, after I was done watching it, you know, Hancock kind of goes off to like a different city. He he changes from like L.A. to New York and a little stinger in the credits. And I was like, I would honestly watch another Hancock movie. I was never expecting to say that. I had such poor opinions of Hancock after I saw it in the theaters that one time, but there's some funny moments in this film. Uh, Will Smith plays the character very well. The special effects are actually pretty solid. I like the styling of like just how Hancock is as a hero. Like when he goes up and he flies around in the sky, his limbs just kind of like flow and move wherever he wants because he's just like this like laid back dude. He's very clever with his powers since he doesn't really care too much about human life. Like he flattened out like a metal lampshade and sharpened it with his nails and he threw it like a frisbee to cut a dude's hand off. And I was like, that's pretty freaking metal. And then I totally forgot there's a whole set piece in the film where he goes to prison just voluntarily to try to rehab his image. And uh, yeah, I think there's actually lots of redeemable stuff in this movie. I'm honestly really shocked that I'm even saying it. So if you haven't watched Hancock before, go go check it out. You know, I won't reveal the weird lore 
and twists that happens in the movie. <laughs> you're setting them up for a lot of you, – you're making it sound really good until they watch it. It is. And then you're going to be is. so – Chris, you're gonna I'm, you're gonna walk out of that and be like, I hate Mike Royer for making <laughs> no, me watch. Seriously, this. Chris, when's the last time you watched Hancock? Oh, when it came out, and I remember I was at a drive-in theater when I saw this. Everyone Ooh. wanted to see it, and I'm like, I really don't care. Like, I just didn't care for it then. I still don't care for it now. Like, Chris, it's, not it's been for me. it's been it's been 11 years. If you ever just need to kill like a solid 90 minutes. Oh, like I've got we'll plenty of things I could, I could watch one and a half episodes of Titans. <laughs> oh, that's true. I guess um, there's guess a lot the, of stuff we haven't watched <laughs> to kill our times with. I'm bur- I'm burning all of this uh, goodwill with the with the fans by watching things like Hancock. But seriously, I think it. I wouldn't be. I actually wouldn't be surprised if in maybe like ten years when they want to reboot another comic book property, they like reboot Hancock. Um, like I, you remember the lore being really weird and really messy, but I think it could be fixed. I think you could still tell the exact same story and just reformat it a little differently and make it a little bit more palatable. You, you know but... what story <laughs> it imitates? What? It's literally the Hawkman, Hawkgirl relationship. It, it does It does have a very similar vibe, but they, they don't really flesh out anything. They just kind of say like, oh, there might be gods, might be spirits or whatever. They just kind of brush it off to kind of get that third act done with very quickly. But those first two acts are solid, Chris, and I'll fight you. <laughs> uh, you can fight me. It's fine. You'll still... You, you, you know, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty raged up. So before you get onto your third thing here, I just want to say I started Kingdom <laughs> Hearts pre- this week. I'm pretty raged up. Yeah, Chris, lay it on me. I, I I started Kingdom Hearts. I got I played like I had like maybe eight to ten hours in this game. Right? I'm like, okay, I'm trying to truck through this. I'm I'm, I'm feeling better about everything once I started leveling up and getting weapons I could use. Mm-hmm. Then I go to play last night. My save files gone. Oh like, no! The and whole is, thing is just gone. And, and this is like a, a flashback to the first time you tried to play the game, right? Where you literally couldn't get off the beginning island. Yeah. So like, like I'm not like I have like instant like <laughs> hatred for this game because you know if I if I want to play the game, guess where I have to go back to, Mike? Oh, the, the damn island. <laughs> so I was just so Ouch. mad last night. So I started again. I've, I've actually put like an hour into it, maybe. Oh and man! So you did start again. You I did, did go back to the island. So I did, and you, and, and you know what I did this time. I put it on easy mode. Oh, uh, okay. And, I mean, and, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. I put it on easy mode, and I just went through, and I've been cranking through that island, because I'm like, I already know what I'm doing now, so I can get through this a lot quicker without having to, um, I don't need to watch all the cutscenes, because it takes cutscenes into consideration, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know what the story is, up until, I forget what island I was, or wherever I was, so, I mean, I'm just like... I can skip all this, but I'm just very mad at this. Yeah. Like, if the, this if you're luck. out there, if you're out there and you follow us on Twitter, I tweeted the best. Actually, the first, the the best tweet you sent to me all week. The second one, I'll uh, I'll say here in a second, which you might not know about. But uh, <laughs> you send a tweet to the group chat that's just like, "What the hell?" There's Final <laughs> Fantasy characters in this game, and I just thought that was such a a known. A known uh, quality of the Kingdom Hearts game. I just figured everybody knew that you know there's Final Fantasy characters in the game. So well, they, I wish they, I could have been right next to you when you saw uh, the, who's the first Final Fantasy character that pops up. I don't remember. So the first character is actually my favorite Final Car- Fantasy character. Oh really? And that's what gave it away. It is <laughs> Squall Lionheart, and they call him Leon. Oh yeah, because he's from Final Fantasy Eight which is my favorite of the, of the Final Fantasy games. Now, they don't, like, I know that Square Enix made this game and uh-huh. all the characters look like Final Fantasy characters. <laughs> and, um, you know, the cover art and all that stuff looks like it, but, like, I didn't expect there to actually be, like, you know, um, Squall and then um, who's, who's the Final Fantasy ca- Cloud, I think, is in it at one point. Like, all the actual characters in it because I'm like, oh, they're just similar art styles, you know, like, they're not going to actually mix them. And then they did. Um, and, um, I do have to say, um, uh, I saw uh, some, my, my sister-in-law sent me a meme this week about it. It's like, um, if you could have Donald and Goofy, um, lower me into my grave after I die <laughs> so they can let me down one more time because <laughs> Donald dies every time I go into a battle, no matter what I do. Oh but man. Anyway, sorry. That's anyway. What's, what's the other the, the second best tweet uh, happened somewhat recently, uh, so we're trying to schedule out when we were going to record uh, today, and uh, we didn't want to record too late into the afternoon because we didn't want to cut into you know the possible game where we're going to see all of these blockbuster trailers, these hilarious commercials, probably written by some of the cleverest minds that have ever come out of Harvard and SNL, uh, really getting those big corporate paychecks. So I get a text from Chris that says, yeah, the Puppy Bowl starts at 3, so can 
can we keep it to an hour? Like impossible. It's just like it's so sincerely, you got to be there for the kickoff of the Puppy Bowl, which I was really trying to figure out because like uh, you guys are definitely a feline family, and everybody knows those cats don't come out until the halftime show. So I was like, why is Chris in such a rush? Well, because I mean, if I, you're going to get me excited for a football game, Mike, I've got to have something else to go on. <laughs> I'm not watching the pregame roll for like three hours beforehand. I'll watch. I'll watch some puppies. I don't mind animals. We're a cat household, <laughs> but I don't mind me some puppies. I uh, I just I love how the puppy bowl is like uh, counter programming, and I would love to see like counter commercials and counter trailers. So it's like you get all of your debut trailers for like the this year's like romantic comedies or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> during the puppy bowl. That would be hilarious. Well, I, I, my wife was going to make football shaped cookies for this, mm-hmm. um, and I said nobody here is going to care about football. Make them <laughs> television shaped cookies because I'm here for the commercials. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I don't think she is, but you know, it was at least an, an attempt was made. So. <laughs> All right, lastly, what what are paint nights, Mike? We, you, uh, you've been, you've been well, not telling me what this is. <laughs> well, last week I gave everybody kind of like a life hack for how to play um, Quiplash on uh, Jackbox. So this is another little uh, hack for um, if you've ever seen all you know you you everybody has a friend on Facebook who goes to like those uh, wine and canvas nights. You know, mm-hmm. they all get wined up. They all paint like the same like bowl of fruit or whatever, or the same like a uh, birdcage, and then they post up all their pictures. Uh, I've never been to one before, but uh, we uh, we have a friend out here who went to one and he hated it because uh, you pay for it and you don't get any free wine. You got to pay for it, and um, you all have to paint like the same thing. And he didn't like how like structured it was, so he converted his garage. He like packed a bunch of stuff away and he just parks his car on the street. So he turned his garage into like a paint night studio. So uh, he just invites people over and he has like a bunch of paints that he bought and. Um, and he just picks up like some really cheap canvases at like uh, at a hobby store, and he just invites his friend over, friends over, and we all just like paint uh, whatever the hell we want. So it's like a it's like a paint night hack. Like you don't have to go to like a studio and pay money and all paint the same stuff. You just get all, get all your friends together, sit down at a table, and you just get some canvases and you just paint random stuff. Like it's really funny to see everyone's different personality when you can choose what you want to paint. Because you see somebody that's just there; uh, they don't really know what they're doing, so they just like, uh, like a friend of mine just painted a slice of pizza, and then he captioned it, "This is a slice of pizza." So you can be very straightforward and analytical, and then you can have my wife, who's on the other side of me, who's like painting like a very, very accurate goldfish that has like one of those, um, like uh, uh, fruit basket hats on like uh like uh those like, like dancers chiquita, did yeah banana girl. yeah it'd be like a chiquita banana fruit hat on a goldfish so that's the that's um where my wife's mind goes so uh yeah that's my that's my second kind of like um social hack uh just do your own paint nights cost a lot less money yeah that that too uh you can definitely do that what have i done oh i'm trying to run wire in my house so thank you for people who's <laughs> Some of that, but I'm not going to dig in that. We've already gone way too long, Mike. We got to get into this show. We got yeah. we're here. This is a Super Bowl L I I I. I think that's 53. Sure, I call it the Lee pregame. Um, <laughs> and so uh, we are here to talk about trailer predictions. Here's what I'm laying down for you, Mike. You ready for this right. list? Yes. Avengers Endgame. I think this is going to be very early on. Please. Or they're going to save it for the end of the game. Oh, I see what you're doing. There, there's there. there's a, there's a pun in here somewhere, and 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 Marvel could play with it or be like, no, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like a, you think thirty or sixty seconds? What do you need? Oh man, I honestly think most of these will probably be thirty seconds. Man, that's just so much money to shell out. I feel like if anybody's gonna do sixty seconds, it's gonna it's gonna be Star Wars because they're gonna be it'll be the first trailer and it'll be announcing a title. So I feel like you would go all out for that. Uh, I don't think there's going to be Star Wars, oh, so okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean away from that. Okay, but um, I think in game as much money as uh, uh, Infinity Infinity War made, mm-hmm. in game can make. I think they might shell out the money. Okay, but but I'm going to hope that I think they did this for Iron Man three. They gave us a thirty second spot, and then you linked to a YouTube trailer. Oh, that had the full for thing. sure. This yeah. uh, this there will be uh, full trailers out there on YouTube. Okay. So Avengers, I think that's a, that's a solid guess. Okay. My second one is a little less solid. Is the Captain Marvel spot? Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a month away, um, a little over a month away. I don't think they need this spot anymore, but they could definitely still put it in there because I'm seeing new trailers all or new t- TV spots all the time popping mm-hmm. up on my newsfeed. Um, 
which was the newest one was pretty cool. I wouldn't recommend anyone watching it, save it for the <laughs> theater, but it was pretty cool. I'll give you that much. And we're going to talk about that a little later as well. Um, something to do with Captain Marvel. You think we're going to get an Aladdin trailer to show the full genie and quell all those Will Smith haters? <laughs> yeah, I got to see a blue genie. Like, don't show me an Aladdin trailer until you have turned him blue. Because that's what they said. He's going to be blue. So I got to see how that's going to look. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think Aladdin, that makes sense. That's going to be their biggest live action. Because the next one, I don't give uh, uh, two quarters for the next Disney movie that you're about to say. Yeah. Um, Dumbo. Uh, oh, also, Aladdin was the last Kingdom Hearts level I beat. That's what it was. Uh, <laughs> That's Dumb- a good level. That's a good level too. I like That's that. That's a lot of puzzling in that one. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. Uh, Dumbo. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna watch Dumbo. I don't care about an elephant who can fly, man. Yeah. Um. So, but Dumbo will probably be in there. Tim Burton's next big live action movie. I bet it'll make a ton of money, but count if, us out. If there is a Dumbo trailer, I'm sure it will be Danny DeVito heavy because mm-hmm. Danny DeVito, if you don't remember, showed up last year to the Super Bowl as an Eminem that became a real person. And then I think he was hit by a Mack truck or something like that. So I guess Danny DeVito, he's a he's a good sell at the Super Bowl. It's true. Uh, this week we've seen a lot of Bo Peep promotional spots for Toy Story 4 mm-hmm. um, came out of nowhere. I think we're going to get a story trailer during the Super Bowl or something that tells us what the story is because the other two have just been like teases. Mm, um, yeah. The, them dancing in the circle and then the key and peel trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're actually going to get a, what is the story of toy story four. In All right. Moment. It's funny. Cause there's people listening right now. It's like, up. Oh, Chris is right. Oh, yep. Nope. Chris is wrong. Chris is wrong. Uh, <laughs> Alita battle angel, I think is needs to fight an uphill battle. So to wait, speak. Chris, are you talking about the best movie of 2019? I Alita am a battle angel. Alita battle. Angel. <laughs> it will make the most money and, and have the best reviews. I, I hunted, think... da- I hunted down that YouTube comment this week. Cause I had to just, I just had to remind myself that it existed. So do you, uh... do you, need, do you want to print it out and frame it for your office there? So you can look up and be like, anything's possible if you <laughs> uh, I just I just like people there's some people out there in 2019 that can just still be hopeful and optimistic so I'm not making fun of uh, that YouTube commenter but uh, man I'm, I'm hoping you're right that would be fun that would yeah. be a fun year that Alita Battle Angel I, would be I, the best movie after all the talk up you just did for Hancock you can't make fun of that guy so, <laughs> um, <laughs> but Alita Battle Angel I think it needs an uphill battle I don't know if another trailer or TV spot's gonna sell me on it I think we're gonna watch it regardless um, but I just I need, I need a little more excitement. Uh, a dark horse, so to speak, in the trailer might be a dark phoenix spot um, for Fox. Oh, man. I don't... Is that is that a play that they're gonna do? Do you think they're gonna really market that movie, or do they just want to put it out silently and be like, "This is Disney's problem now"? The, the, again, the thing is whether it's good or not. X Men has been around since two thousand, and the people who've been around watching these movies since two thousand, not the fans who are in it like us, who know this is gonna be the worst one in the series, probably are still probably going to see it. And they just need to be reminded to the common viewers, the people <laughs> who are watching the Super Bowl for the football portion. Hey, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Coincid- Coincidentally, though, the X-Men has been around since 2000, but none of the original cast is in this Dark Phoenix uh, movie. So there you go. That we know of. Maybe they can <laughs> bring some back. I don't I really don't know. The um, end of Dark Phoenix should just turn into Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Deadpool just shows up like at the very end of the third act and he just kills all all of them and looks at the camera and go there Disney are you happy it's done you can reboot them now that would I, be amazing <laughs> I think I think Wolverine will make a cameo because uh, he's been in yeah. every movie I mean yeah that might be sweet and they should do it like old man Logan where he actually kills all the X-Men and then <laughs> that's the future that this world is in now where he's the only one left oh okay <laughs> um, or, or maybe Professor Xavier kills them all and we get the intro to Logan I don't know one of the two um, oh, I, th- I didn't even think about that. Okay. Yeah. So I think those are pretty solid trailers. Do you have anything on this list that you think might also show up? Uh, well, I mean, I guess it, it would all be kind of like outside of the Disney superhero hero realm. Like we're going to talk about Hobbs and Shaw later in the show, but mm-hmm. they'll I'm for sure they'll get like a 30 second TV spot that tells people like to check out the trailer online or, you know, yeah. maybe even like pre-order your tickets like way ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, um, or you, or you pre-order a ticket and you get all the other Fast and Furious movies downloadable for free. Yeah. I, I'm still holding out for Star Wars. You know, I, I honestly, since it's been so long since I've gotten like a mainline Star Wars trailer, I'm starting to warm back up to it. I still haven't rewatched The Last Jedi. It's still a sore spot in my psyche. 
But maybe since like Hancock kind of turned me around, maybe I can open myself back up to the idea of Star Wars. So a cool, just kick-ass trailer, that could get me going because the visuals of Star Wars are always amazing. So that always translates very well uh, to a trailer. So I'm crossing my fingers for Star Wars and people listening right now can just tell me if I'm going to be disappointed or not. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think so because Star Wars Celebration is the like the April 11th, I think. And Star Wars and and Marvel, they like to have their own events to announce things. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm kind of like if they do they won't give us a title. It'll just be a very quick teaser. All um, right, Chris. So that's get, my get, your, get your logic out of here. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Um I don't, Sony did not buy any spots and neither did Warner Brothers, so we will not see Spider-Man or Shazam at the Super Bowl. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Shazam is kind of in a same uh, position as Captain Marvel right now, where they've had a few trailers out, and you know the, the movies are coming. They've soon. They've had so. one trailer and one really minute long TV spot. That's it. oh, that's weird. It kind of just feels like Shazam's just kind of been out there for a while. But it's always the, it's always him going to the the gas station. I need something new. I need to see well, okay. the villains. But either way, I know we we might have a Shazam trailer sooner than later. Uh, the commercials I know about Harrison Ford Alexa. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude, the basket. I think it's some beer commercial now. I think he's opposite somebody else in a beer commercial. Okay. But what if they bring back the Tide ads for Hellboy? <laughs> yeah, I remember you were talking about that. That'd be some synergy right there. Like it, it, it's a Hellboy commercial. Nope, it's a Tide ad. It's David. No, Harbour I, w- both I want it to be. I want it to be the other way, where it's a Tide commercial, then all of a sudden, like Hellboy crashes through the wall, like the Kool Aid Man. Be like, no, it's a Hellboy trailer. <laughs> well, since it's rated R, maybe they use the Tide to clean his mouth. Oh yeah, that could be funny. I would like to see. I would like to see some Hellboy out of here. Do you think we're gonna get any crazy Netflix announcements? Because last year we got the yeah. announcement of that Cloverfield film that you could just go and stream now. Even though the film was not good, the announcement was hype. That was cool. Like day and date announcement of something. I would like to see that going on. Um, something with Netflix. I would, that would be a cool trend. Be like, oh yeah, we got to watch the Super Bowl because Netflix is gonna drop like something brand new tonight. We got to see what it is. I, I'm 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 gonna cross my. Face and hope we got yeah. some sort of day and date drop of a movie from a streaming service. I would just wait until I went to the streaming service. And went, Ooh, and no, I got I got one more prediction too. Since this is like the biggest single media point of the whole year, a teaser trailer for the Disney streaming service, like an announcement <laughs> of just like all of the stuff that you're gonna get. Like I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they gonna start. They gotta start announcing it soon. You know, like the general public, just I'm sure they don't know Disney's even making an app. You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could be. I mean, I don't know how ahead of time they want to do that. Um, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be shocked, Mike. I'd be shocked. I would sit down my cookie and, and sit down on the couch and be like, oh my gosh, Mike was right. <laughs> uh, well, but we'll be texting during it. We'll let we'll let each other know who was right, who was wrong, and uh, how hype we are for the second part of this episode that later tonight. So, <laughs> that's our predictions. Uh, if you have them, let us know. But you'll probably not be listening to this by that point in time. I'm sorry to break this to you, Mike, but the Batman Beyond movie is not happening. What? Yeah. Why? So there were rumors uh, that the Batman Beyond was in works at Warner Brothers Animation. Uh, but according to Warner Brothers Animation TV, Warner Animation's films and DC films, they've all said there's no Batman Beyond movie. Well, so, have they said no or have they denied that it's happening? Maybe they're just like covering their asses because it's not ready to announce. That that's, That would be the same thing to me. <laughs> I think work- it could still happen. I the- mean, I don't, I don't know how old, how old this was, or if it's like from decades ago, and I just wasn't keeping track of it. But uh, there was some like leaked concept art for uh, for the movie that came out. I mean, it could have just been very exploratory. You know, they could have just said like, "Hey, start drawing." Um, uh, Terry, what is it? Terry McGinnis is um, is the is Batman Beyond? Yeah, I think I so, believe yeah. that's it. But I, there was some leaked concept art of that it was just like a kind of like a it was like a picture of like a monitor probably of somebody over at Warner Brothers. So it seemed like they were kind of working through kind of like the visual idea of what the movie could look like. But like I said, that that could have been from like uh, like 2008 or something like that. I don't really know how old that uh, concept art was, but. If we want to talk about it for a second, I think this would be an awesome idea because everyone was pivoting this as like a, a response to Spider-Verse, which mm. seemed kind of weird because it's not like Spider-Verse like really broke the box office in two and like brought home a bunch of money. It won a bunch of awards and I think it did decent enough to get a couple of sequels. Uh, but it's usually usually you only see a, a, like a copycat response if somebody just like destroyed the box office and brought home like every dollar bill left in Hollywood. 
So, but I think Batman Beyond could be cool to make. And they made that studio made Teen Titans Go, which was like the one of our favorite movies from last year. We never mm-hmm. expected it to be. So I would totally trust that studio to handle uh, Batman Beyond and bring that to a feature animated. So I'm crossing my fingers that it's still a thing, Chris. I think, I mean, I think a lot of people are, but the, the backup response to that, like, no big news article picked up on this story, which is also kind of like why nobody ran with it. Cause I think it, I don't even know where that picture, the original picture came from. Um, so, uh, I mean, hopefully the response for this alone is enough to get them thinking about it now because, you know, yeah. like, you know, if people are clamoring for this and then they're all disappointed it's not happening, maybe like, Hey, just, just do it already. Yeah. Well, also we're talking about a feature animated film. So that usually doesn't, that usually doesn't pique the interest of the broader internet so much so uh but yeah I'm, I'm crossing my fingers man i love batman beyond and i know we have a lot of friends and people that listen to this show that also have a fond place in their heart for like a teched out iron man batman so let's uh let's see if it comes to fruition yeah they'd have to do that before they hit spider-man 2099 because i see a lot of parallels between those two characters oh yeah that's true um and spider-man 2099 could show up before that so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll keep our ears to the ground and the shock, most shocking news to me this week, Mike, we've got three DC movies with dates finally, and these have already been updated on the SuperheroSlate.com slash upcoming releases calendar. Uh, I made sure these were out there. The first is The Batman, finally. Mm-hmm. We know when it's coming. June 25th, 2021. Man, two more years. And Ben Affleck is gone. He is out. He is no longer playing Bruce Wayne in The Batman. So. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I'm just glad it's finally official. Like, uh, I, I follow my fair share of, like, kind of superhero, nerdy, movie news um, uh, YouTube channels. And it's just, it feels like every other week, like, the thumbnail is, like, a picture of Ben Affleck as Batman. And it's like, okay, we can kind of finally put that to rest. We don't need to see that same thumbnail out there for, like, news updates anymore. So, um, yeah, I'm glad uh, we finally have an answer. Yeah, which is kind of weird because everyone was like, no, we don't want Ben Affleck as Batman. And then everyone's like, okay, he's really not that bad as Batman. And then now he's out after, yeah. like, he was supposed to write the movie, direct the movie, and act in the movie. And now he's doing none of the yeah. above. He was a good he was a good Batman. He's a great filmmaker. He just, they just didn't kickstart Batman off very well. So now they got to, they got to redo it. Yep. And, um, they don't know if this is like, this is not like a year one kind of thing, but they're looking for like a younger person, like a, like a pre Batman V Superman Batman. So, yeah, um, I think that, I think that makes sense. They kind of already told the beginning story with like Batman begins and everybody mm-hmm. remembers that movie fondly. So yeah, maybe you kind of pick like a Batman somewhere in the middle, you know, maybe he, um, uh, I mean, how quickly does Alfred find out that Bruce Wayne is Batman? Is there kind of like a, a scene that we could write into this movie where like uh, Alfred finds out that he's been Batman for a year or two or something like that? That'd I, I be kind of funny. I think he knows from the beginning because he, he's building the Batcave under the the mansion, the manor. Mm, I mean, well, I guess you and know Alfred you're doesn't go anywhere else, so he would <laughs> Yeah, Alfred doesn't get out much. I mean, I, I'm, I suppose he might make a couple of runs to uh, Whole Foods. Uh, so yeah. maybe we can uh, maybe we can get that scene in the movie Alfred shopping. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do the Alfred <laughs> spinoff show that they're working. Oh yeah, on that's about. right. We we can't be blowing all of our good content in a Batman movie. We, we can watch Alfred shop in that. What is it? A sci-fi show or is it an epics show? I don't even remember. I don't where think that... it's sci-fi because sci-fi is doing pretty good with God, not Gotham. I, I, uh, I think I think it's I think it's epics. Yeah, some oh, some channel nobody has. That's <laughs> Um, and currently, Matt Reese says the script is about 160 pages long, so it's looking at like a two, two and a half hour movie. So seems standard uh, for Batman. Yeah, he needs a good one, man. He needs. I mean, everyone's holding the Dark Knight up there, and they they need to. It's been 10 years since the Dark Knight, so yeah. Batman's uh, basically James Bond now. Recast the character every couple of years, make a couple yeah. different movies. Do you think this will sit in the DC Worlds of DC series, or do you think they'll spin <sighs> Chris- it off? That's the I think that's the whole point of why they renamed it. It's called the Worlds of DC, so they can do whatever they want, and it doesn't have to necessarily connect anything. Which doesn't it irks my brain because I want all these things to be connected. I think they're just kind of waiting. I think they're just trying to say, 
oh yeah, we're this like free-flowing studio now, brah. We'll just make whatever DC movie we want. We just want to make sure it's good. We don't really care if it's connected to anything. But the second they strike gold <laughs> with a movie that they feel like is solid enough, they'll connect every goddamn movie to it. And they won't care about the explanation. Well, that, they'll that be was like, a, That was Aquaman then. I know, exactly. They they're going like, to be like, okay, how do we get Wonder Woman into Aquaman? Uh, make it work. Okay, we got this new Batman. How old is he? I don't care what year he is. He's going to go. He's going to meet Jason Momoa at some point in time. They're going to find a way to to make it work yeah uh that really doesn't i mean they can make it work whatever the next movie i don't know what's going to happen with this because i don't <laughs> know is, what the hell i'm thinking this is the news i've been waiting for you to explain to me all week because you kept saying stop talking about batman beyond this is what we need to talk about right now dc's super pets has a release date for may 21st 2021 so uh if i am correct me if i'm wrong but DC Super Pets are basically animal sidekicks of superheroes that also have superpowers? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> so, right. there was in the comic books, I'm pretty sure, the Legion of Super Pets. Oh um, my god. Which includes, everyone knows Crypto the Super Dog, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Comet the Super Horse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, Beppo the Super Monkey. Uh, please tell me there's like a chinchilla or like a hedgehog or something. Um, I think there's um, Proti was one of them. But I also remember Streaky the Super Cat. <laughs> uh, now, mind you, this is not anything like Bat-Cow or anything other like that. Oh, but, um, man, Bat-Cow, that'd be cool. But those are legions of super pets. Now, there's other pets out there. I'm pretty sure. I think this is going to be an animated kids movie. I think this is the res- like a response to... Uh, was it Teen Titans Go? Because I think they're going to see a super dog. We're going to see a bat dog. I think there's like a Green Lantern squirrel or something like that. Um, I'm pretty sure it's animated because there's well, a series of children's books with this. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking too. Like if we're going to just attribute all of Warner Brothers uh, animation to Teen Titans Go. Now if they made this movie in the same vein as Go, I think that would be great because you would be able to like mine all of these like weird characters and these weird animal people. Like you know in Lego Batman where they were making fun of all these random sidekicks like Condiment Man. They're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he's real. Uh, like I could see DC Super Pets doing that too. Like, oh yeah, we're definitely having all of these weird super pets and we're going to reference all of this weird stuff that happens in comic books um like animals with superpowers so yeah i mean it'll get the exact same team that made teen titans go uh but at the same time i don't want that happening because i want another teen titans go movie so well, as long as it doesn't interfere with a sequel no because the, the people who did teen titans go are doing the teen titans versus teen titans go movie which is being worked on it's already i think but, the voice has already been recorded yeah but it's like a tv movie though right i i don't know they didn't they haven't said either one yet because mm, okay. literally the end of teen titans go teases it so that's why it goes to the movies mm-hmm. i did pull up dc super pets um website and it there's a lot of characters in here <laughs> there's a a seahorse from aquaman <laughs> a sea uh, like what just tell me what the most impractical superhero animal is on there the, like the worm there's <laughs> a called what's it and it is a turtle Dressed up as the Flash. Okay, I guess ironically, that's funny. There is a kangaroo dressed up as Wonder Woman called Jumpa. <laughs> Jumpa. Yeah, that's really about the two useless ones, I think, here. All right, well. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is a, a comic book. I'm, I want to say I have some of these. I want to say I do um, because the art is done by Art Balthazar. Yes, so I actually might own some of these books. <laughs> um, our he owns a comic book store in Chicago. Remember, I went to Chicago over the summer. Um, mm-hmm. I've got, I did an interview with him for us. Actually, we have an interview on on our YouTube channel. So, um, yeah. So there we go. I did some research just now because I was like, "Super pets, what the hell is going on?" <laughs> um, this is the most weirdest thing they've ever announced out of everything. We don't even have a Flash movie on the radar yet, <laughs> but we also have the Suicide Squad to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, August 6th, 2021. So three 2021 movies from Batman, DC, um, Suicide Squad. James Gunn is, I think, in final talks to direct the Suicide Squad as well as write it. So he's already writing it. He will be the director as well. But apparently James Gunn has offered a, his pick of the properties in DC to work on, mm-hmm. uh, including it, Superman. So it, he, he it, it. kind of it kind of makes sense. He's, he's a guy that obviously likes the ensemble. He crafted the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, 
it, it, this movie has kind of been described as a reboot of the squad, right? Like it's not going to be the same members, right? It can be the some of the some of the same members, most of mostly all new cast. I think Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn and Will Smith's Deadshot have a very high um, chance of returning, though. Mm-hmm. But that yeah, would be I about mean, the only two. Yeah, those were honestly the standouts that everyone talked about from yeah. that film. So, yeah, I think that's cool that at least it, out of all the picks he could have taken. Especially since including Superman, since he has that movie coming out that he produced where it's like an alternate take on the Superman character. So it seems like he's got a spot in his heart for Superman, but he still decided to go Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. What's that what's that movie called that he's got coming out he produced? Bright, I don't even Bright I don't even Bright something. Is it Burn Bright, maybe? Or Yeah, Bright Burn. Bright Burn. Bright Burn. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm gonna I'm gonna see that movie. That looks good. That's a horror Superman movie for sure. So Yeah. Um, yeah, so he could have done that, um, but that's, that's cool, you know, um, I, I wish he was doing Guardians 3 again, and the, none of this all happened, but at least he's gonna make a movie with an ensemble. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully it's different than Guardians, though. I want to see him do something different, so, uh, with that, with that team. So maybe we'll have a good Suicide Squad movie in a couple years, Mike. Oh, wow. I can only imagine. We can only imagine. I'm actually a little excited about the Birds of Prey movie coming up. Uh-huh. Um, we got our first promo. It, it started filming a week ago, and they've already got a, a promo video, which looks like a costume test, really. And it's a quick bunch of shots. And I think the most we can see is Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie, uh, some shots of Black Canary, uh, Huntress, I think with her crossbow, Ewan McGregor's Black Mask, Victor Zaz. There's a lot of shots in this. Um, and it just says "see you soon." What, yeah. what what do you think of this little promo? Like, a, well, I think I think they were um, they were obviously just uh, announcing they're kicking off production, right? Yeah, yeah, film. yeah. Like pretty much like, hey, we're Margot. These big names are here. Come, yeah. Get ready. I mean, it, it seems like they're they're trying to keep it light and easy and uh, fun because I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this before, where it's like a teaser trailer that's just kind of like a almost kind of like a, a costume test a little bit mm-hmm. um i love mary Lo- elizabeth winstead so i'm gonna see the movie just purely because she's in it um but i have a, a a chrome extension on my browser that lets me frame by frame through youtube so that was very helpful for this trailer because there's lots of flashes literally like one or two frames of uh, everybody in their costume so i was clicking through looking at everybody's uh, digs. It doesn't look like a quite a full costume. I feel like they're still testing it out because Huntress isn't very decked out. It just kind of seems to be like a, a leather trench coat. No, like They'll probably put a little bit more into that. So um, there's a couple like set shots that have come out um, where Harley is just kind of like walking down a sidewalk in very kind of a similar outfit too of like the, the dangly colorly jacket thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Margot Robbie's solid. So let's hope uh, Birds of Prey follows the same kind of path, well, you know? I, I'm a big fan of Ewan McGregor all around. And if he's mm-hmm. playing the villain and sign up for this, I, I mean, I feel a little more comfortable with this round of actors in this movie. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a really interesting little promo. Like, so you're going to have to go frame by frame to watch everything. But I think it's really cool to to see it. I'm like, okay, I, I'm, feeling a little, I'm feeling this a little bit more. Like, I'm feeling this a little more than... Um, we haven't even seen a video. Of, no, we saw it. We had a. They did a teaser like this for the Joker, didn't they? With that clown song. Oh, uh, like, but that was like more of a. Wasn't that more of like a social media teaser though? I think they just like put that up on like it Instagram was, and Twitter. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it was the same as this. It was like the first week of production. Like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. So hmm. maybe that's maybe that's DC's new thing. Like, hey, here's here's some stuff that we're working on. Um, please get please please get hype, people. We need yeah, it. <laughs> this this isn't Justice League. We're not doing Justice League again. Come come watch our new stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, we're going to bump back into this, actually. Uh, someone on Twitter said, hey, who'd be the best director for this movie? You know, he, he thinks that um, Edgar Wright, Chris Miller, and Taika Waititi would be great directors. And then all three of them were like, nope, James Gunn would be the best person for this. <laughs> um, so that's I think that's really funny that they all, like, put it back on this guy um fake oh, news mags and he at the end of it he was like don't tweet your heroes guys like because they all were like no <laughs> james gunn so yeah i mean I, I i would never expect edgar wright to kind of come back into the disney fold unless he got total control over a film since he was kind of burnt on ant-man a little bit 
Um, Chris he burned, Miller he burned would, himself, but go on. I mean, Chris, Chris Miller would be cool. Uh, I think we all kind of were hoping Taika Waititi because it kind of just felt like it was all in the Marvel family. The cast would probably really connect with Taika and trust him, and it, we'd have like a maybe a tonally similar film. Mm-hmm. But now that he's kind of officially stated, no, it probably still should be James Gunn. Now I think maybe Taika's not going to be in the picture. So I, I, it almost kind of feels like we're maybe just going to do the old kind of Marvel trick where you just hire a director that's off their first indie movie, you know? <laughs> so maybe that's going to happen. I don't know if you can with this one, though. That's a lot of pressure all around. Yeah, uh, you got a point. With this, um, I think Waititi, I think he's working more, like he's doing the, the Mandalorian episodes, and I think he's going to be working on the Loki TV show a little bit um, from his run on Thor. So I, I don't know what he's going to do, but I mean, I'd like to see... I, I like to see what they're going to do. Chris Pratt also has, he's, he went on the record this week and I think promising that there will be a third movie. He's like, yep, we're going to make it work or something like that. It's like, it may not be the same, but like, this is a, I don't know. It's a huge undertaking for whoever does it. At the end of the I day. mean, when we talked about the James Gunn news first, like when it first broke a while ago, uh, we kind of both, I think we kind of both agreed that like time will kind of vindicate this whole issue with James Gunn, mm. where it's like, if we just wait long enough, like, the 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 global consciousness of this, like, flash-in-the-pan controversy will go away. There's a good chance that Disney could just, like, bring James Gunn back on. But, you know, since they've kind of already fired him, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to bring him back. If they just maybe would have, like, suspend, like, you know, did, like, a, a perma, like, a permaban or a shadow ban or something like that. Like, if this was, like, an online forum, he could have, like, come, come back. But they really just put that axe down so i don't know if he's gonna roll back through yeah i don't think so either and especially now that he really is going over to suicide squad in dc like there's mm-hmm. no like he's, he's moving on so uh, you know disney and, and marvel they've got yeah. to do the same i don't know if we'll have an announcement come comic-con this year or not but they mm. could be waiting maybe they need to change the landscape of the mcu and if they change that landscape uh, the guardians may be in a different spot and yeah. maybe that would be a different better a different yeah. movie to tell and just a reminder, because I think it's important to make sure that it doesn't get like um, kind of lumped in with the other controversies that have happened in the past, since we all have a very short attention span when it comes to all the news that flies at us. The James Gunn controversy wasn't tied up into uh, Me Too at all. It was just some uh, really uh, kind of cringy 90s uh, like uh, alt humor that he yeah. tweeted that just didn't vibe well with the Disney brand. So, uh, every, that was, everyone... That was, dug, that was dug up by the alt-right over the <laughs> summer. Because they were so, there. They, they knew about him. He's apologized. Like, it wasn't like he was hiding them, so... Yeah, I mean, J- James Gunn's probably, like, biggest fault is, like, the first time he apologized for those tweets, he probably just should have deleted them. But who knows? Maybe he just felt like he was sticking up for free speech in his mind, like... Yeah, there there are some bad, uh, probably not very funny jokes, but I don't know. Maybe he just back then wasn't very funny, and he's gotten funnier now. Obviously, he wrote the Guardians movies, and those are pretty good. Well, he kind of co-wrote the first movie, uh, but he wrote the second one for sure. So, James Gunn, uh, I hope I hope you land on your feet. You've had lots of people out there in the industry that have that have come to your uh, come to your side and have tweeted in your favor. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's getting paid. He's getting paid from Warner Brothers, so we shouldn't feel too bad, I guess. Yeah, the Twitter army, it's on your side, buddy. You, you got him. Avengers Endgame, uh, as we anticipate our trailer. By the way, the first uh, the Avengers trailers usually happen between the first and second quarter, so just keep you guys a heads up. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lego leaks for this m- movie are out there, so be careful. Yeah, you were like, these Lego toys are starting to leak, Mike. Be careful. So now I've got to be really careful of my Instagram algorithm. Uh, most of the time, I'll see like Avengers and Endgame stuff like pop up if I swipe too much in my Explore section. But luckily, I don't think I have that um, algorithm juice of I don't think I like too much Lego stuff. So I feel like if I went and tapped a couple uh, a Lego hashtag, uh, I might start to see that stuff pop in my feed. I, I might will, be safe right now. I will tell you, that I looked at these Legos, uh, and I still don't know what the hell's going on. They're in a different <laughs> language. Um, I, I don't know what's happening. Again, I'm I'm sitting literally right beside a pop vinyl of the Hulk busting out of the Hulkbuster from Infinity War. And did he ever Mm -hmm. do that, Mike? Nope. Yep. So toys can lie to us. Just remember that. This could be all a ruse, so I can't believe anything that's coming at us. (laughs) However, with the Russo brothers getting their start, or not start, like working very prominently in community, they cast 
Ken Jeong in a secret role in this, um, probably blink and you miss it cameo kind of thing. <laughs> LT Gray, yeah. I mean, we've seen um, we've seen uh, Danny Pudi who played Abed from Community in uh, Winter Soldier, yeah. and I feel like somebody somebody has Jim Rash made a cameo in was a it movie. He, was it he in the? Um... No, mm, somebody else has made a cameo. I just can't. Jim, think was of Jim Rash in Civil War with Tony Stark at the beginning, where he's like, "Hey." Oh yeah, yeah, because he they were doing like the um the they were doing the they were doing the speech in front of yeah just so Jim Rash was there too so yeah I think this is man I love Community like Community is one of my all time favorite uh favorite comedies uh that was like a classic NBC Thursday night lineup of some awesome shows so yeah anytime I get to see the Community cast fold into these movies um I think we still we still need to get like Joel McHale mm-hmm. Allison Brie um. Vet Nicole Brown, uh, yeah, he's still he's still running through the cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they, they, yeah. So they're they're he's in there. Kim Jong is currently one of the hosts on the Mass Singer. If you're watching that at all, um, and he is really he's funny sometimes, but he's just up there saying things most of the time. So I'm like, I don't know if I like you or yet not in this, <laughs> in this live role. But whatever, we'll see what what happens in in this. It could just be a voice. We'll 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 pay attention. Um, Agents of Shield, probably one of uh, the biggest videos I think we got this week, at least to me. The agent, the season six trailer dropped uh, for us, and this is our first look at the upcoming season with um, post season five, where Coulson uh, had supposedly gone off to to die in Tahiti. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a roller coaster of a trailer, just because it starts out at the very beginning with Agent May was just like I was there when he died. He's dead. He's gone. And then the very end of the trailer. There's Coulson. <laughs> well, it even starts with him talking to Mac through like a projector. You're like, is he there? Or it's a projector. So yeah. Phil Coulson will make a huge. He'll, his presence will still be felt through this 13 episode summer season, and then there's another season after it. But I think with Coulson de- uh, not debuting, coming back into the movies with Captain Marvel, this could renew interest in the show with this character, yeah, or, or set up some interesting arcs for him in the shows to take. Uh, here coming up so yeah Um, yeah once i saw him pop up as a hologram i was like okay he's here's he's here to stick around they're not just gonna like we usually like when an actor like like leaves a show and if he actually was leaving and he had that kind of like nice sunset ending like he probably wouldn't like come back to the show he'd probably be off working on another project he's like sorry guys i can't come in the film on hologram for like your one episode you're just gonna have to continue on without me but no i think he's very much still in the show (laughs) yeah i mean i don't think i don't think the show would go on without him to be honest um but they also he's directing an episode at least in season six maybe one in season seven too so nice Uh, um, yeah, and Clark Gregg is going to be at C2E2 this year. Maybe I'll get my picture with him. I, I love Clark Gregg. If you come across and be like, hey, I got a buddy. He really likes you. He thinks you're cool. Yeah. Can, can you say the word superhero slate for us real fast? <laughs> we uh, need the promo. We need it for our show. Uh, the, have you ever read the comic book Invincible by Robert Kirkman? Are you familiar um, with it? I, I am definitely familiar with it. I've never read it, but um, I know that's one of his that's one of his like first popular comics, right? That was before The Walking Dead, I think. Uh, I don't know when The Walking Dead started, but this was like 2003-ish, and it's, it went on to like maybe 2018, like late last year, 144 issues, mm-hmm. um, very much um, his own, I think, creator, own, created and owned kind of thing, um, and the animated series is coming to Amazon, um, with eight episodes, an hour long each, I don't know if it'll tell the whole story. Whoa, an hour long each, that's that's so bizarre for animation. Yeah, um, but I mean, I think they're going to try to tell the whole story. So that'd be the whole arc of this character, uh, which is, by the way, he's the son of a, um, a superhero named Omni-Man, and he finds out he get, has powers when he's 17 because he's uh, the race of some other, like, his dad's from an alien race or something. So dealing with his powers as he finds it when he's 17. Um, the voice actors are sounding pretty strong. We've got Stephen Yeun from The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons, Seth Rogen, uh, Jillian Jacobs, Mark Hamill. Hell of a lineup. For, for voice actors, yeah, yeah, uh, J- Jillian Jacobs, another uh, community alumni there too. Yeah, um, man. Speaking of like Seth Rogen, I just realized that dude 
is putting in work just like Robert Kirkman is like Robert Kirkman has like a ton of comic books running like a bunch of like TV shows out there and I'm sure he's in like a bunch of like first look deals with a bunch of studios too uh, but Seth Rogen what he's got he's got preacher mm-hmm. running right now he's got uh, the boys out he's Coming got up. this yep. he's got this other show on I think Showtime called like black black Monday maybe I, I don't quite remember what it was and then I feel like he's got one other show that I can't think of off the top of my head that he's working on but like just like to have like three series running like man there's some people out there putting in work and i'm surprised he even has the time to voice act for a show yeah um well he's also working on the live action version of invincible for universal like the movie version so oh maybe that's why he's in this animated one yeah so he's been he's been working working on that a little bit um okay so i know i know he's doing that I mean, this is to me. It's it's pretty good. I mean, he's he's big into comic books, uh, so that's really cool that he's you know pushing more comic books on on people, um, you know, or like the shows, like quality shows, hopefully from this. So, um, yeah, uh, I think I think I think that's it, right? For for Invincible, Zombieland gave us a new image this week. This thing is our first, our only image to look at for you this week. Um, the title is called Zombieland Double Tap for the sequel. Mm-hmm. And the first uh, character poster uh, has been revealed here showing the 10-year whatever difference between them. Is that right? The, mm-hmm. the Zombieland 2019 versus the new Zombieland. Um, Woody Harrelson looks about the same. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg looks about the same. Uh, uh, I think you're missing his neck got like four inches thicker. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens when you play Lex Luthor, man. Uh <laughs> Emma Stone looks more like a badass than than she does in the first one, and then uh, Abigail Breslin doesn't look anything like her other character. So, man, this uh, this movie's gonna be pretty crazy because I mean, it was kind of like a it was a hit when it came out because like zombies, I I would say were were kind of reaching their their peak when uh, two thousand nine came around. But also, these actors are like in a totally different part of their career. Like Emma Stone is just like she's like an Academy Award winning like darling who's like gonna go down probably in history uh, as like one of the most like talented actresses and successful and she's very high paid and she's like in this like zombie sequel which i think is pretty funny like jesse eisenberg is out there doing a bunch of crazy stuff and where are you well he's always been crazy so it's just what? weird to see how a, a sequel can evolve from the success of these characters you know well, i think zombie land was like the rekindling maybe of woody harrelson's career in like 2009 because he wasn't like no. on the map really for a while and then his, his search for the Twinkies um, amongst <laughs> the zombies brought him. I'm excited to see this. I'm not thrilled, but I mean, I'm, I'll probably watch it because the first one was very, to me, surprising. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, I think kind of the steam behind zombies and also Zombieland in general is kind of gone. So I don't think this movie is going to be as popular as Sony is going to want it to be. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think so either. I think this is going to be one of those like, hey, the, this is a Ruben, I think it's the same director, and it's the guy who did Venom, right? Like, have they filmed this under our noses? Because I didn't know it was even done <laughs> filming yet. Venom, Venom, Venom. Yeah. That always okay, pops yeah. in my head. Okay, that always pops know. in my head. <laughs> Calm down. And then lastly, um, the one of the, the only trailers we got right now before the Super Bowl is the Hobbs and Shaw trailer. <laughs> and before we talk about this, I have to preface this. I've only seen Fast and Furious 1 and 2, Mike. Okay. Um, wow okay you've really been out of it yeah i i i follow the synopsis i get it so this is the um jason statham and the rock versus a super powered idris elba (laughs) and let me tell you the effects in this trailer are not completely done i understand this but this looks off the walls crazy like this is not like they have thrown reality out the window in this movies mike and i am on board 110% 110% with this movie. So I'm crossing my fingers that this will finally be the Fast and Furious experience that everybody always tells me about. Everyone says, like, oh, all of these Fast and Furious movies, it's crazy. It's just, like, superheroes, like, in cars, basically. Uh, it's so fun. It's dumb and stupid, and you'll have a great time. Like, I've, I've seen all of these modern uh, Fast and Furious movies, and I don't think they're fun and dumb and entertaining. I think they're kind of stupid, and I don't like them, which is surprising. Like, I can turn my brain off and just have fun in an action movie but like the fast and the furious movies they're just not doing it for me and i just don't understand what i'm missing i wish i could recalibrate my brain so i could enjoy like these billion dollar movies that everybody else is enjoying but 
Hobbs and Shaw kind of feels like I might finally get there because it seems like they're kind of really leaning into this like ridiculous wacky humor which is kind of what you need when you have like these crazy action premises that have no basis of reality like we saw like a in this trailer like a doom buggy like fly out of a window and like do a corkscrew and then the underside of it like block bullets from a helicopter like in a movie where that exists Everybody needs to take nothing seriously and just joke all the time. Where I feel like in the Fast and the Furious movies, they take things too seriously. Like, you'll cry at the end because one of the actors died in real life. And they'll talk and they'll go on and on about family and, like, Vin Diesel's trying to save his baby or something like that. And I was like, I don't care about any of this. Like, go back to making the jokes and flipping cars. So it seems like we might finally get that in Hobbs and Shaw. And uh, <laughs> they, are, they are literally throwing all, all logic out the window in this. And that's what's beautiful. Like, this is one of those movies, like, did you ever see um, Shoot 'em Up with Clive Owen? Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, none of it makes sense. It's not real. They're just having fun. And, mm-hmm. like, at the moment I saw the corkscrews and the, and the vehicles, but, like, when the rock jumped out the window of the skyscraper to land just, on the dudes rappelling oh down my the God, thing. That was great. <laughs> and Jason says, like, no, I'll take the elevator. I'm like, this is a great team up of people uh, in this. I, I'm interested to see. I'm pretty sure the, the lady was the um, one of the characters in the latest Mission Impossible movie as well. Yeah, she looked familiar, and, and it, she's in a familiar kind of setting, too, so I was like, it, have I seen this character in a yeah. movie before? So, uh, I was kind of I was kind of hooked from the very beginning, where they're both told to work together, and the exact same time they point at each other, like the Spider-Man characters do, uh-huh. and they're like, this guy's an asshole! <laughs> so I was like, okay, this might be pretty fun. So, yeah, I might, I think I'm on board with Hopkins Shaw, surprisingly. So, if this works, and it's The Rock, so of course it's going to make a lot of money, um, I, I, do you want to see more Fast and Furious spinoffs, like d- develop that world out like the Avengers, and then when they come back for a Fast and Furious movie, it's this <laughs> whole team of these crazy people doing crazy things? Is that what's going to tie you into the whole universe? I mean, they got to go to space eventually, right? Uh, they're, they're go- there's going to be a moment where all of the, the crew are going to be in different rocket ships as they break the uh, the gravitational force of the planet. They have to drive their car fast enough to get out of orbit. I mean, we've already seen in real life Elon Musk shoot a car into space, so our minds are already prepped for this. So yeah. Hobbs and Shaw expect a 30-second trailer at the Super Bowl. Because, I mean, come on, the audience that likes football is going to go in droves to see Hobbs and Shaw. I'm not trying to make any any assumptions or accusations here, but uh, I think Hobbs and Shaw is pitch perfect at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I think I think this is going to gonna nail it and, and, and drive it home and just be that... You always got to have that one action movie that has a trailer that comes just like, what am I watching? Uh, that's a Super Bowl trailer. So I think this will be it. I agree. And this uh, trailer beforehand was a pretty fun trailer in my book, Mike. And I'm not a fan of many of these movies. Or not a fan. I just don't watch them. They're not for me. So Ooh. Anyway, Mike, that's our pregame show here. Uh, it is it is time to go get ready for the game and then you know eat all our food that we've been making. Snacks, 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 snacks. I got my Velveeta. I got my Rotel. The... <laughs> the classic Super Bowl snack and dip. And I know it is because when I was at the store yesterday buying it, I had to almost get in line to get my can of Rotel because I was looking at it and then somebody else came up awkwardly standing next to me like, okay, will this guy like decide on his version of Rotel so I can grab my can of Rotel? Then somebody else was coming down the aisle and I was like, okay, I got my Rotel. I'm out of the way. Sorry, people. I got to go locate the Velveeta, which is awkwardly on the other side of the store. They, they so. don't have like little things in the middle of your aisles like at our store where like, hey, here's all your Super Bowl food. Just grab it while you walk you by. You would think. Shout out. Okay, I got, a, I got a snack shout out real quick at the end of the show. Uh, Chris, you're familiar with the brand planters right they make you know like the nuts yeah uh so back in the day when i was growing up planters made some cheesy crunchy snacks they made some cheese balls that came in a larger tin it was like literally a peanut tin that was three times taller and then they put cheese balls in it and they also made like their own kind of like crunchy cheeto that came in a similar shaped tin can Now, I grew up eating those snacks because my dad really liked them, so we would get them at the store a lot, and they were, like, really good cheesy cheese ball snacks, kind of similar to, like, any other cheese ball you might see in, like, Sam's Club or Costco, but usually they come in, like, a gigantic clear tub. So uh, they kind of stopped making those, like, in the late 90s, and then all of a sudden, like, two weeks ago, I'm at the grocery store, like, a 31-year-old man, and I see that they, they brought them back, and literally on the front of the can, the tin can, it says, they're back, and I was like... 
holy crap i grabbed it so fast <laughs> so if you see any of those planters cheesy snacks in your grocery store pick them up because they are so good and to me it was a blast from the past so we got some of the the crunchy cheesy ones in our pantry right now so i will be dipping those in my rotel in a mere hours chris so what I'm going to need you to do is I want to need you to take pictures of your, your Super Bowl spread and these snacks that I apparently need to go find <laughs> and put them online. But where can people find those photos when you take them so they know what they're looking for? <laughs> oh, nice segue, Chris. Well, you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. You can also see the thing I painted at Paint Night last night on my Instagram account. And um, you can also read my web comics at Pickled Comics. Com. Chris, if people want to see what you're doing, see how many holes you're putting in your wall so you can uh, possibly install this uh, uh, Ethernet cable. Or also, you got a new cat. Yep. you got a cute little new cat, and you got a picture of him up on the internet. Where can they go see this kitty? You can go find my kitty in Teepee, named after the Wonder Woman character, played by Robin Wright, uh, nicknamed Opie, uh, on my Instagram at Valdan87, uh, or over on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. You can also over to Comic UI, and... Um, I'm probably going to be, if I remember to open up my Twitter, because I never open my Twitter app, uh, try to live tweet some of these commercials, Mike, because I'm excited. I'm excited about the commercials and the trailers. So, I'm very excited. People want to know more and maybe uh, hear that second part of this episode, because the first part is not going to make any sense without the second part, of course. Where can they <laughs> find that at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to get all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes and on top of our show notes to get our upcoming releases. We just talked about like a bunch of new DC titles that are coming out. We talked about a bunch of Super Bowl trailers that are going to announce a bunch of movies that come out this year. We got an awesome, very easy to navigate upcoming releases page that tells you like the, the date that these movies are going to drop. We don't have any like a bunch of like galleries or slideshows you got to slog through there's no ads on our site you don't even have an, you don't even need an ad blocker to get to us so i love that page it's a really good resource that i like to use too and chris updates it uh to the point to the minute so you'll never know you'll never be worrying like oh is this like an old page you know do they know when the new suicide squad movie is actually coming out <laughs> and stuff so i actually kind of like sometimes when a movie's announced you'll leave it on there but you'll cross it out so it's almost kind of like a little time capsule it's like oh that's funny that's right like two months ago we were supposed to get this movie that never came to bear so I think that's funny uh, but you can find us on Apple Podcasts YouTube Google Podcasts Spotify Podbean TuneIn Stitcher iHeartRadio we'll put it wherever you want it if you got a weird podcast app let us know we'll put it up there uh, you can like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter and Instagram you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store if you want to get some t-shirts of our logo on your body we'd love that um, we love hearing from you, too. We rail on that person sometimes that left us that YouTube comment saying that Alita is going to be the best movie of the year. But I, I, I love whoever that is. I don't know if you're a guy or a gal, but I think I love that you're putting it out there in the world. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a vision board. Like if I say it, it'll come true. So I hope you're right. Uh, it would be cool to have like an anime live action be the best movie of the year. So if you want to be like that predictor in our YouTube comments, we love hearing from you. Reach out to us on Twitter. Unlike Chris, I do our best to try to log into Twitter and monitor what's going on there. So uh, if you see any tweets, they're probably from me, but I think every once in a while, Chris gets a little frisky and gets in there. I'm, I'm over um, an Instagram guy right now. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, my work's got me focusing on it. So uh, yeah, but we love hearing from you. So reach out. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, you know, if you want to put that endorsement on your driver's license, you know, right under uh, um, uh, glasses or contact lenses, uh, just uh, follow us and uh, share us with a friend, share us with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And we're going to be here twice this week. We're going to hop right back on these mics after the big game is over. Screw it. I'm just going to say Super Bowl. They can't sue us. They can't find us. We're too small. You're we're like an small. ant. We're like an ant that's crawling through the cracks. You can't get to us, NFL. You so, uh, get any money from us. That is for yeah. sure. Yeah, but uh, we love you. We love you guys and gals. And I'm gonna go to the store and buy some more snacks. That's right. I'm gonna go get uh, my puppy bowl on here in 30 minutes, Mike. So let's do this and break. All right. Uh, adios, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Oh, I'm never sure of anything, Chris. Oh, good. <laughs>